I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese and Aaron Rosa. Yep. This We're is here. Talk. Roll call. Roll call. <laughs> We're all Christ. here. Uh, sorry, Josh was uh, asleep right before, so he's still currently waking up like a newborn baby, you know? That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm birthed into this world of awesomeness. Every time Josh wakes up, it's like a newborn baby, like seeing light for the first time. Like, Bleh. everything is fascinating to me. It's, it's amazing. We had to button up Josh's shirt before the show because he couldn't figure it out. Got the buttons all mixed up. It was big trouble, but no. Uh, I'm good, baby. Yeah, so we saw M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Yes, we did. You know, we didn't even talk to each other yet about how we felt about the movie, but I guess we'll do that in a little bit here. I like it. I saved oh, all well, of the podcast. Oh, well, Josh liked it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I liked it as well, yeah. It's oh, certainly, three out of three. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was amazing or anything like that, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. We'll get there. So we will get there indeed. Uh, first, we have to thank some new patrons. Yes. And uh, we have a lot. You know, we have a lot of people signing up at patreon.com slash Hollywood Hogwash. We're over 80 now. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So without further ado, thank you to James Powell, Alex Clark, Kenneth Singletary, Robert Miller, Jason Claver, Brocock. Oh. Yes. Uh, Joseph Fuller, Chris Trevino, Aaron Gleason, Dylan, Ryan Thibault, Michael Johnson. He's going to poop. Uh, Francisco Rivera, okay. El Juanissimo, Mike Dawes, and then Haywood Jablomi. Yeah. Interesting. Haywood Jablomi. Okay. I see yeah. what they did there. A little bit of a, a pun. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. I don't understand. It's I've just, that. no, that's his name. Haywood Jablomi. I, I, want, to, I, I want to see that driver's license. I don't understand what you're what you're talking about. I don't know. Okay. Sounds fine to me. Yeah. So it was like 65 people that signed up. Amazing. Just now? Just now. Okay. You don't have to be that fucking dramatic. Jesus. Okay. But yeah, we have over 80 patrons now. Thank you so much to all of you. Uh, if you want to join in, then go to patreon.com slash Hollywood Hogwash. We're currently reviewing The Last of Us, which has been amazing. It might be the greatest TV show of our time. At least of 2023. Well, as you can see, Josh really likes... No, we all love it. It's um, great. It's really good. There's, uh, I think, six episodes left. Yeah. So uh, you can still join us. Uh, or if you want to, you know, hang around, wait for The Mandalorian, you know, that's perfectly fine. That's coming out soon as well. And we're also going to be doing a pra- uh, releasing a bracket pretty Brackets. soon on oh. the Patreon. Oh, okay. Brackets. Yes. So uh, very excited about that. Patreon.com slash Hollywood Hogwash. All right, let's get into the news and rumors, a.k.a. the Hollywood Hogwash. Uh, so, yeah, James Gunn, like, on social media, revealed his his plans for the DCU. They said it was going to come early 2023, and, you know, last they gave us a month. He, you know, uh, he, released, he, he released his 10-year plan. For the DCU, and it's uh, it's like Marvel. Like, they actually have a plan and structure now. Yeah. It's so kind it's, of weird, right? It is strange in a way, but uh, it's exciting. Uh, he announced, uh, like, the first... So, obviously, we have... Um, what is it? Shazam 2. Mm-hmm. That's coming out soon. Then he says the Flash is going to reset the DCU. Which must mean that it's going to be a Flashpoint, right? That well, that's Barry what, Allen's going to go back in time. That's right. what it always was going to be. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he says it's going to reset the DCU. He also says it's one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he had something to do with this because we heard about the reshoots. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he was probably involved in secret at the time, I would think. But uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, this movie is just, when you think about it, it's kind of a mess. Because they've reshot so many times and this movie got delayed so many times. So if it is actually good, that would be kind of a miracle. <laughs> With all the time that it's taken, too. 
I mean, there's a lot of high hopes for it. I'm really excited to see more about it. And I believe the trailer is dropping during the Super Bowl. A new trailer? Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Well, I wonder if we'll actually see Michael Keaton this time in the trailer. I'm really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but in his phase one, he's got five movies. And two of those five movies are Swamp Thing and The Authority. Yeah. No, I mean, look. We know what Swamp Thing is, Uh but you can't come out of the gate swinging saying, okay, this is the new DC. We're going to compete with Marvel. We're going to take this shit for real for once. We're going to fix this. Mm -hmm. All of the gripes you had about DC, we're going to fix it. And then two of your five movies are Swamp Thing and The Authority. Well, look, no uh, one no one knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. James Gunn did that. That's Everything f- James Gunn has done is quality. Now, he's not That's fair. He's not directing fair. and writing all of these movies. Right. right. Uh, he's going to be involved with some of them. We don't know which ones yet, but he will be directing some of these. My guess is he does Superman Legacy, but we'll see. That's like the first big one. Superman Legacy will drop July 11th, 2025. So we still have like two and a half years. We'll see. Yeah. If this guy gets me to give a shit about Swamp Thing, I will give a standing ovation to this guy. <laughs> right. Like, I've loved what he's done so far, but... Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a tall order. He also has Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then the DCU will have their own Batman called uh that movie is called the brave and the bold and yes. it's batman and his son yes his son from talia al ghul which we've never seen in the movies before we have never seen right. bruce wayne and damien before in the movies and that's the I'm thing excited. the thing i like about this is they're not trying to just do the dark knight all over again where it's like, okay, like this is a very, very different story now. Yes. Right. And they're not, they're also not rebooting Batman because this is old. I mean, it's old Batman. Yes. Not super old, but maybe like in his 40s or or 50s or something. Yeah, old enough to be a pop. Maybe if you could de-age Michael Keaton, you could give him. <laughs> <laughs> that's he a might be a little bit, too old, but that's, yeah. That's some high wishing. But we no. are going to see Michael Keaton in The Flash. So, but this could also be potentially maybe a rated R movie too. I mean, Damian Wayne is kind of like a, you know, he's he's kind of a pretty evil Robin. Uh, well, so. I mean, look, they made the Dark Knight PG thirteen that had the Joker. So, uh, fair enough. Uh, James Gunn has said that he hasn't ruled out R rated movies for the DCU, so that is good. Yeah, very um, good. So that would be cool if they did that. Uh, he also said the sequel to Matt Reeves, The Batman, you know, will be released October 3rd, 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will be separate from the DCU. Same with the Joker. And they're same with the Joker. They're calling it DC Elseworlds. Also, J.J. Abrams is making his own Superman movie. Oh. In which Superman will be played by a, a black man. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, that's that's all those movies are going to be separate from the DCU. I will give him this. This is <clears throat> brilliant damage control of what the fuck is going on with DC. Okay, well, we've got our vision, and then we've got everything else, like the Joker, the Batman, all of this other shit, that's all Elseworlds. And then we've got our DCU. That's brilliant. That's brilliant damage control. Right. You can't blame us if those movies suck. Right, yeah. Well, look, our movies are in the DCU. Well, look, I mean, everyone loved the Joker movie. Like yeah, I mean, that was the MCU should do that with like some what if shit or something. Like we've got great. the MCU yeah. and then it's like, oh look, we got Robert Downey Jr. to come in and be Iron Man. It's like, what if he's a fucking zombie or what if he's a serial yeah, killer? That'd be great. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. would have to say yes to that first, but he's not he's right. not doing that. I mean, right. he killed himself for a reason. Right. Yeah. Uh no, I mean, like we said before, do a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 4. Yes. You know? Yes. I feel like it could and that would be a good Elseworld. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like well like you said, what if? They already have the cartoon. You I mean, you don't even For have sure. to call it that. Yep. If you just came out and said it's Spider-Man 4 uh with Tommy Maguire, but they wouldn't call it that cuz the MCU they don't have numbers on their sequels anymore. You, you could know? do uh, yeah. You could do like a what Except if for M- Guardians. You could do like a what if MCU movie. You could have yeah. Daredevil fucking fighting the kingpin and he kills the kingpin and becomes yeah. the kingpin 
Whatever the fuck you want to do, that like a throwback to an 03, I think, comic series, that'd be great. I mean, you could do Hulk Hulk uh, losing to Wolverine, Wolverine killing the Hulk. I mean, there's so many different things you could do. There's why so hasn't so many what if stories? And oh. that's that's a really nice touch because now it's like, well, why hasn't MCU been doing an Elseworlds thing? Yeah, doing right. A, where you can have what if? Where you can where have you can, darker versions? Yeah, you can you do know? whatever the fuck you want. That's the thing. Is like we we got we, a little taste of that in the what if series. What? Yeah, and we and we got and you know again like like the Netflix series we had the Punisher and we had Daredevil oh, the way great. they should be done and now yeah. they can't be done that way because it's Disney and that's the major problem with Disney owning Marvel yes. is they all they all have to be kid friendly yes well HBO is allowed to be a little bit more graphic yeah they're not so, Disney I'm just saying so maybe <laughs> you know they're they're they might see some uh, some positives from this and you know maybe of course we've already had the suicide things. squad rated R right peacemaker is certainly rated R you, you know it's a TV show but yeah uh there's gonna be uh he also announced a few TV shows there's gonna be one about Waller yeah agent Waller uh but he says it's gonna be featuring team peacemaker which kind of got me a little bit sad because I was hoping to hear a Peacemaker 2 announcement. Well, he's going to be in this. Yeah, I was hoping they'd get their own. This not a, a, yeah, I don't. Are any of these cartoons? Some of them are, right? I think Creature Commandos was a cartoon. Creature Commandos. We're also going to have a TV show about the two Green Lanterns. Um, a TV show about Booster Gold. That actually sounds pretty funny. I'm excited about that. Get a good comedic actor to play him. I don't know that much about Booster Gold, but what James Gunn said, and uh, it sounds pretty funny, like he was a loser in the future, so he goes back in time to become a superhero. Right, because he brings all this future tech with him, and you know everyone thinks he's a superhero, but he's just a normal guy in the future. Booster Gold was in like the Superman... Uh, like after he dies, I remember like Booster Gold was around then, but yeah, they had a couple episodes with him. I want to say in the Justice League, maybe, maybe I don't remember, but he's been in a couple things. And another one called uh, another TV show, Paradise Lost, which I don't know what that is. That one sounds really interesting when he was describing it, kind of like a Game of Thrones type of thing. Oh, right. Yeah, which is uh, Themyscira, where Wonder Woman lives. So like Wonder Woman, but Game of Thronesy. That sounds amazing. All right, that if could they could pull it off, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what a James Gunn Batman is going to look like. Yes. Same, but you know. if I if I and remember, there's no release date on that yet. So fuck, we don't know no. when that's happening. If I remember correctly, he said this was just like part of the first um, the first drop. Yeah, what is it? Gods and Monsters. He Gods called and it? Monsters was mm-hmm. the first like series or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, there phase could be one. yeah phase one. So there could be a lot more in this too. Uh, I of would course. imagine. Yeah. So, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see what comes of that. I mean, God, who could like like a Batman in his forties? I mean, God, what actors out there? Who's a good name? I don't know. That's tough. We'll see. Chris Pratt? No. No. Enough of Chris Pratt. No, we're done with Chris Pat. He doesn't need I'm to be. I'm just saying he might not be busy anymore. He doesn't need to be Batman. Uh, speaking of superhero stuff, Seth Rogen was interviewed by Total Film Magazine. All right. And he said that he's not a fan of the Marvel movies because they're all geared towards children. I mean, look, Chris. And then I saw that Josh tweeted, well, he hasn't seen The Suicide Squad. That's to which I replied, that's not a Marvel movie, but Marvel yeah. Movie. yeah. <laughs> he, he does admit, though, without, without Marvel, the boys wouldn't exist or be interesting. <laughs> like he says, because there's, because there's Marvel and it's geared towards children, that makes, that makes people love the boys even more because it's so the opposite. It's gory. Right. It's sexual. There's cursing. And it's just, it's so raunchy. Yeah. A rated R superheroes type. That's of like thing. a rated X show oh, well. when you really think about <laughs> Fair it. Fair enough. You're it's right. It's basically porn with superheroes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see where, where he's coming from. That you know they're kind of like bright and kind of cheery, but of late they've been really fucking sad and yeah and heartbreaking. But kind they, of more. Of the they have been sad, but they're still like a soft PG thirteen. You know type of thing and that's what we've you know we've wanted more adult uh marvel content like we got on netflix but yeah that's not happening 
I mean, look, I still loved Infinity War and Endgame. I, a lot of these movies are still good, but yeah. Well, we got to wait and see because Deadpool kind of opened that door. True. Because we thought, you know, okay, R-rated movies can't make money. They're dead. And then Deadpool yeah. changed the industry. And that's so. the only one, though, that is a Marvel. And really, it's not, you know. Right. I mean, the first two weren't. They weren't MCU movies. Right. But it was then, owned by Fox. Right. But then Logan made money, right? Logan was R-rated, wasn't it? Logan was also Fox. It, right. That was yeah, before Fox. it was Disney, but yeah. Right. But I was more talking, like, in general. Yeah, R, of course. R-rated movies can make money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I said it in the Dark Knight review. Imagine if that was rated R. Jesus. And the Joker's yeah. actually stabbing people and you're seeing the violence rather than cutting away. Yeah. And then at one point, Batman's like, where the fuck is Rachel? <laughs> and Batman just drops an R, uh, a hard fuck right on camera. A hard fuck. And fuck. Then, and then that guy sitting on top of the the, uh, the Tower of Money, you get to see him yeah. burning <laughs> alive. Yes. Like, oh, God, no, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you make the best movie ever even better? My goodness. Drop a few fucks in there. Drop a few fucks. You see Batman actually fuck Talia al Ghul in the, in the in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Guy's face and burning off. At the end of Dark Knight Rises, Alfred sees Bruce and Catwoman, but they're fucking. Yep. And Bruce gives him like a high, like a high five in the air. Like, yeah. And Alfred just goes, aw. <laughs> Bust a nut, Master Wayne. I knew you had it in you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's more info about the uh, Squid Game reality show, oh, and it's no. more bad news. Oh no! Because so it's, it's it's a good thing you uh, you did. I not guess it's a good it. thing. Yeah, I probably would have died. <laughs> Several contestants uh, have spoken out about the conditions that were reported on last week. Uh, four former players detailed their experiences to Rolling Stone, but kept their names anonymous because of NDAs that they were si- that they signed. Oh, oh. Yeah. One person said, it was just the cruelest, meanest thing I've ever been through. We were a human horse race, and they were treating us like horses out in the cold, and the race was fixed. Oh, shit. Another <laughs> said they were forced to play red light, green light in uh, inhumane conditions, spending up to nine hours inside a freezing airport hangar, unable to move for 30-minute stretches with medics rushing into 10 people who were unable to take the extreme cold. What, why? Why? What the fuck? Why did it have to be freezing cold is my question. Why did you have to do this? I, I'm starting to understand why they chose to go to the UK to film this. Right. Because right. in the US, there'd probably be a lot more lawsuits. Torture lawsuits. They'd get in a lot more trouble. When Maybe we, in the UK, it's like, you can't sue. You signed the fucking contract. When we were talking about this originally, you were so hyped. Like, I totally want to be into this. Yeah. I want to be a Squid Game contestant because I'm going to win. I was like, no, I've seen the show. I know these <laughs> motherfuckers. They're going to do some dark and drastic shit. So I, I just want to say I'm here to collect my receipts. I was right. Those are some dark motherfuckers. Clearly. Clearly. But they would have died. I would have survived. It's fine. No, uh, <laughs> so this is the most interesting thing. These people are also, they also said several of the contestants were TikTok and Instagram influencers. Uh, and they were pre-selected to advance in the next round, no matter the outcome of the first game. Yeah. So, like, they just let these fucking influencers advance even if they suck they also uh, said they were fully mic'd up while the majority of the eliminated players had dummy microphones around their necks <laughs> uh, so yeah, what it seems really shitty yeah like most reality things are fake oh, but nice. this is supposed to be a game show and in the u.s you can't rig a game show that is actually a criminal offense so maybe that's also why they did in the UK. We're like, well, we need to rig a game show, so let's... Oh, yeah, it must be like fraud or something like that. It I, is. I mean, the yeah. second you're doing a squid game show and nobody dies, nobody cares. Yeah. Well, nobody it dies seems too. like they were trying to kill people. Well, yeah. <laughs> Plus, the one Mr. Beast did was pretty cool. I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to top this, but yeah, unless they are killing off people, we'll see. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe I'll get on season two. Maybe that. Maybe I'll get on then. <laughs> Same thing. Or I'm staying away from those. Or they'll never get to do this again. <laughs> I want to hear an update on the actual show because you know they they had rumored that they were going to do a number two. No, well, they're doing number two, but we haven't heard any rumors about that. Remember, didn't they didn't they sign a contract to do? I thought like one in like every every country, right? 
Something like that, right? Yeah, like spinoffs, which is too much. And they're also going to be doing spinoffs of Stranger Things, which is just what every network does now. And it's it makes everything suck. Wow. Like, look at The Walking Dead. Like, yeah, I get it. You got ratings. You're making a lot of money with The Walking Dead. But all the shows suck now. Because sure. you made six Walking Dead shows. Well, That's too many. Same with Game of Thrones. I mean... Yeah, uh, House of Dragon wasn't great. It was and, fine. and yeah, there's every just, network now is doing that where it's like, all right, we're just gonna make this and that's it. Yeah. So why can't we just have a most extreme elimination challenge oh, revival? Oh God. God. Well, we heard that Amazon was rebooting it. Where the fuck is it? Yes. Oh, what I douche. But there's no way it was gonna be the way it was. What no I want rebooted. No. I, I know it's it gonna happened. be them falling down, but right. which is great. But right. yeah, I want to see American Gladiators again. That's been rebooted like three times, Josh. Once it was with Hulk Hogan. He's like, welcome to American Gladiators, brother. You're about to see these guys go up against these gladiators, dude. And then uh, it was uh, Layla Ali. It was him and Layla Ali. I actually watched it. And they had the same ref from Dodgeball. I thought that was funny as well. Oh, same, really? Yes. Interesting. Oh, the same guy that, that played one. the ref in Dodgeball was the ref in American Gladiators. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but no, I mean, now they have American Ninja Warrior. That's way more impressive than anything they do on Gladiators. Uh, that's true. Like, I used to watch American Gladiators, and when I was in good shape, I was like, I could win this whole fucking game. Well, I could do this obstacle course. Then you watch American Ninja Warrior, and you're like, I can't do anything. No. I would I would instantly fall down, like, the first challenge. I'd be a meme, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a meme, yeah. Well, the SNL did a parody of that once, where uh, <laughs> the Bobby guy, he, he's, like, overweight, and he tried to do American Ninja Warrior. Oh, Lord. It was pretty funny. Uh, skit that they had but yeah uh, alright moving on so this is interesting Sarah Michelle Geller recently told Andy Cohen that there was a steamy kiss between Daphne and Velma that was cut from the 2002 Scooby Doo movie Geller said I feel like the world wants to see it but I don't know where it is well now that I know it exists <laughs> I mean I kind of want to see it Yeah. what were uh, they thinking they were going for like a hard R when they were originally filming this, just in case. Oh, that's way too much tongue. Jesus Christ. Who was that movie for? Kids. That's right. why it got cut. Right. So if they're filming a, a hot lesbian kiss, I mean, who, my guess who is, is they this just, movie for? My guess is they just tricked them. Hey, now we're going to do a really hot kissing scene. All right. And we're rolling. And that was fucking awesome. And action. you have the foot. Yeah, I have the footage. We'll watch it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now some- take your clothes off. <laughs> Some dude's got that in his uh, vault somewhere at his house. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. I mean, the movie Jesus. was rated PG. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lesbian kiss? We were going oh, for PG-13, but we had to cut it back a we little bit. Got a hot bit. lesbian makeout scene, but it's PG? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar nice. was insanely hot back then. Like, yeah. No one agrees, I, I guess. But. No, she was, but yeah. I, I was just thinking about the Velma was like unreasonably hot in that movie too. It's yeah, like, it's like Velma's supposed to be like the nerdy, smart one, but yeah, but that's the one that everyone fantasizes over. Like yeah. the, the, all the girls, they cosplay as Velma. No one cosplays as uh, they they all, yeah they cosplay as Velma. They don't cosplay as Daphne. Yeah, right, Velma. And then now Velma has that show for sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Also, uh, filmmaker James Cameron has finally admitted that Jack could have survived with Rose on the door in Titanic. <laughs> he Cameron, Thanks. I don't know why he did this, but Cameron and he got scientists and they restaged the scene. And I guess it's going to be like a show or something, but they show like they're both on the fucking door. It's like, and then apparently he's admitted that he should have made the door smaller. I thought they already did that on Mythbusters like a number, Probably. A number sure of years did. ago. Yeah. Probably. Like, I, I could almost, I'm almost 95% sure Mythbusters yeah. did that. All you had to do was have Jack try to yeah. get on the door, and the door, oh no, it's, it weighs too much with both of us on it. Yeah. That's it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, it's, who's, why does James Cameron even care at this point? Yeah, who's clamoring still all these who's years ca- later? Who's, who's cameroning for this? Can't, man, I like that. I like that. See what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was just okay. shitty writing. Just have, like, his arms broken or something to where he just can't Anything. Hold on. Just, oh, weighs. Just, just something. Don't it can't make it support, where it's just like, uh. It can't support both of our weight. That's right. it. That's all you have to do. Have a fucking shark just come in there and fucking take him under? Right. Well, that wouldn't be romantic when he's floating, you know. This guy made aliens and he couldn't find a reasonable out for that movie. 
Come on, James. Smaller door. <sighs> Said it was this giant door. Uh, what do you have, Josh? Uh, I've got two things. Uh, so I know we've kind of talked about King of the Hill coming back, but it is official. Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, and the original cast are coming back to... Well, Mike Judge better return. He's the creator. Hulu. Right. Uh, this was in a statement. We're all exo- we're all so excited to welcome back Hank, Peggy, and Bobby, and to see what they have to say about the world we live in, and continue the conversations we began. Years so it's going to take place. It's going to be a time jump, right? Where, uh, where Bobby's like an adult. They haven't said. That's what we've heard. It could be, um, but you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see what uh, Hank Hill and Bobby. Oh God. All like nowadays, is, talking about the stuff nowadays. Wait, is Hank going to be like 75 he in 2023? <laughs> he might. I, don't know. I mean, it worked with South Park. I wish they would have kept going with that. Yeah. Uh, so King of the Hill was 13 seasons long, and the last season was in 2010. Yeah. So yeah, 13 years later. That was a good show. It was a good show. Now, we we live in Texas, so we have kind of a little soft spot for that, I guess. But that it was a good show because they really accurately portrayed how ridiculous and stupid Texas is <laughs> in, 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 yes. in just the right way. It was such a good fucking show. No, I know propane salesmen. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really accurate and good. Are you gay? What? I sell propane. <laughs> <laughs> and propane accessories. Come on yeah. now. Uh, the only other thing I have is, uh, and you kind of mentioned uh, mentioned a little bit with the boys, but yeah. uh, there was a Sony executive uh, who says that the time between shows are going to start decreasing because you know we've talked about how like you know you get one show, then you've got to wait a year and a half. We have the same problem with Invincibles. You know, invincible. Invincible. Only one fucking character is invincible. Invincible. There's been so many months and years we've been waiting for another season. But anyways, uh, so Catherine, Catherine Pope, (laughs) Catherine Pope, (laughs) Catherine, Catherine Pope. In a de- in an interview with Deadline, she's a Sony Pictures executive. Oh, Catherine, Catherine, uh, and Catherine. these shows are big. Some of them are giant. They might as well be blockbuster movies in every episode. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not great for fans to have a big period of time in between. It's awkward because these platforms have to remake a show two years after the previous season came out, and it's not great for us producers uh, to have these shows. That we can't repeat in any, any time, any kind of compressed timeline. Uh, so that's something that we're going to be focused on, trying to bring a little more production and timeline hustle to the process. Sony Pictures produces The Boys? I was kind of shocked about that, but yeah. It's not just Amazon? Yeah. And for some reason, mm. I, I thought they had mentioned The Last of Us in this, in this uh, story, too. Um, so I don't know if but Sony has any part of The Last of Us. Sony? Yeah. But mm, I don't, well, no, I mean, they. Are, yeah, of course they do. Because they made the fucking game. Oh, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Joint production by Sony, PlayStation, and, and okay. HBO. So, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of like that. A little bit of production hustle. You know, hopefully this doesn't result in any like uh, She-Hulk type of things to where they're trying to just Look, spit it out as fast as they can. No, but, I you told know, you to stop talking about She-Hulk. I'm just trying to make a comparison not to go too fast, because if you go too fast, then you run into a She-Hulk. Problem. Don't go too fast and too furious. Did you see the Fast and Furious poster with Vin Diesel? And he's like clutching a, a cross because he's thinking about Paul. Oh. I thought Paul. he was thinking about Dwayne. He's thinking about Dwayne. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I thought, right? It's like, come on, Dwayne. Please. Oh, my God. Please, Dwayne. Because The Rock said no, maybe they'll kill him off in, like, a really, like, horrible way. Like, in a really shitty off, yeah. off-camera off. scene. Like oh, Vin they Diesel. have to. Vin Diesel will be like, he died taking his shit. <laughs> they're, at his, they're at his funeral. So, do you, hear, you hear how he died? Yeah. Oh fucking on, on the shitter that's, like Elvis. That's, that's how he gets him back in the movies. Like, Dwayne, if you don't come back, you're going to die off camera taking a shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would probably he be was it. eating Twinkies on the toilet and his that's, heart exploded. That's how you get him back. Yeah. He's pooping too hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So I had one little thing. I, I saw this this one fan posted thing. The, uh-huh. the, you know, there's these fan posted dumb things, but this was kind of inspired to me. There, uh, someone posted a uh, Batman Rogues thing of suggested casting uh-huh. of, and it had uh, as the Joker Willem Dafoe. Well, yeah, I mean, people have been clamoring for that. I yeah, mean, he's sure. basically the Joker as the Green Goblin, right? So right. yeah, he could do. A- yes, exactly. And then they had, they were kind of, you know, obviously pulling from a certain well here. They had uh, the Penguin as Alfred Molina. So, you know, pull, okay. pulling from the Spider-Man sure, well here. Sure. Right, bit. right. But, but I like that because we've seen, like, literal Penguin, Danny DeVito. We've seen, like, right. fucking, you know, Italian jackass. Yeah, we haven't seen Penguin, penguin. the right way. We, we haven't seen Penguin the right way. I think like, Molina could do that. Like, so. on camera? Yes. <laughs> we haven't seen... The most accurate Penguin is from the Adam West show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which that's, is really, that's right. really weird. So I like both of those so far. They had, uh, as Two-Face, John Hamm. Which I wow, think would I mean, be yeah, fucking be great. great. That sure. would be awesome. Sure. And then in an interesting kind of turn, uh, Black Mask, not one of the more common, right. famous one, Black Mask, Jason Statham. Oh, and I think that yeah. would be really fucking good as, right. as like kind of like a torture crime boss kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. fucking shit up. So I thought that was pretty sweet. That was kind of some inspired casting, I thought. Not that this Batman that. related, but like. <sighs> If if they could just you know they're gonna do Venom with the next Spider Man movie because that's what happened at the end of No Way Home, and like if they could just do Venom right, and then if they could well see that's the problem is it's gonna be PG thirteen. They're not. But the Dark Knight was PG thirteen. Like they're already on the wrong foot because it's not gonna be Eddie Brock. It's gonna be a non Eddie Brock Venom. So already people are gonna be. "Eh." Well, it could be their universe is Eddie Brock. We'll see. Um, but no, like I've saw this a long time ago. Maybe he's too old. Although William Defoe could play an old Joker, but like I feel like Jim Carrey could have been a really good Carnage, a really good Cletus Cassidy. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know if it's it's probably past him at this point. Oh yeah, it's way past him now. Like just a psycho but funny serial killer. Jim Carrey was a good like hokey, ridiculous shitty riddler in the 90s like when he was still doing his well, like that was the that was the, but that was what the, the 90s, movie called for it was right fun. right Again, yeah that was the only right that's, the only enjoyable part of yes, that movie that's what the movie called for but like now uh, he's had he's had serious roles where he's been good i mean yeah look it, it's he's 60 now like jim carrey he's 60 doing, years old right no i'm just saying like now jim carrey doing his like the mask Shtick now uh, as like the Riddler or the Joker or whoever. I think uh, he could pull it off in a serious way. Man, uh, he could know. be serious and funny at the same time. Maybe. What do you think, Josh? I don't know. Uh, uh, no. I don't think so. Well, thanks for that, Josh. No. All right. <laughs> I'm I, like, I, I, I'm like, I'm, hell I'm, yes. Aaron's like, hell no. And Josh is like, I don't care. I have, I have, I have, I have no, no opinion. Now? I have no know. opinion. Carnage means nothing to me. I don't Not know. really a Venom fan is what it is. Who the fuck isn't a Venom fan? What are me. You? What kind of me? I'm not a Venom fan. What kind fan. of fucked up person you have to be to not be a Venom fan? What are People you a fan of? People who don't like spiders. I mean, I'm not really much of a spider. Venom's fan, not a spider. He's kind of a spider. Venom, in fact, fights spiders. So Josh, Spider-Man. So Josh, what are you a fan of? I like I like actual heroes oh, like Batman oh, and, and the himself. Punisher. I like guys that are more more grounded, more realistic. More realistic. See, now you're just pandering because you know I'm a Punisher fan. I'm a Punisher fan, too. High five. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't like Spider-Man? You don't like... I uh, mean, yeah, they're fine, but it's nothing I'm clamoring for. Why are you turning into Mickey Mouse? Why are you Mickey Mouse? Why are you turning into Mickey Mouse? What are you talking about? This is my voice. That's what your voice sounds like. I like Punisher. I like the Punisher. What was that? Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I love the Punisher. He's badass. He's got guns, and he's like. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Amazing, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> I can go all day long on the Punisher. I mean, he's just so manly. He's great. I mean, 
<laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right, enough of that. Okay. <clears throat> Don't like venom. I mean, no. I He's mean, not a spider, first of all. You said he was a spider. They're kind Venom's of, not a spider. They're kind of creepy. Spiders and venom, just no, it's, it's not for me. Not for him. Not for me. I mean, Look, I'll, I'll watch him, the but movie I'm not sucks. clamoring. Didn't I show you the, the, the Venom the trilogy on the Spider-Man animated show? Didn't you watch it and didn't yeah, you like it? It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Fun stuff's not for me. No, just, Josh is no fun. Fun stuff's not for you, Aaron? Josh. Oh, it's like, it's oh, like, uh, it's okay. like elementary school. Oh, Josh. okay. I see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. It's pick on Josh Day. I gotcha. Oh. <laughs> Just because he loves the Punisher. Uh-huh. Okay. I was trying to be on your side, Josh, but goddamn. It's so hard. That's what she said. Oh, Surprised boy. you didn't say that. Yeah. All right. Let's... Is that it? No, <laughs> that's, all that's all I've got this week. What else do you hate? <laughs> the list could go on. Did you hate Knock at the Cabin? No. Ooh. I like Knock at the Cabin. You know, it was it was kind of like a scary movie, but not a scary movie. If that makes sense. It's a thriller. That's what yeah. thrillers are called. It's like a thriller. Like I was on the edge of my seat, like almost for the entire movie. Really? Because I have a picture of you like sprawled out like a total asshole. Well, that was before the movie started. What Andrew. the fuck is that? Who who sits like that? Yep. I, Why are I, your arms in the air? I was getting comfortable. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I was getting comfortable. <laughs> this is inhuman. No, I was very, I was very very comfortable. There was no one in the theater. There oh. were me, Aaron, oh. and, and Andrew were the only people in the theater. <laughs> there were people. There were people. Yeah, there were some people. people. Not many, no, but there were people. Yeah, yelled at bad words at inappropriate times. Yeah, the, yeah, that's been a problem lately. That, like, I feel like before the pandemic, like, sure, sometimes you would have people talk, but now it's like every movie I go to, there's some fucking jackass that talks the whole fucking movie. Nobody gives yeah. a fuck in theaters anymore. No. S- somebody dropped a literal racial big. Yeah. You could say it. They dropped an in bomb during I'm, the movie. I'm not it was saying crazy. the word, but someone just dropped it in the middle of the movie, like at a really critical point. Oh my and God. And everybody's just like, uh, oh. Where'd okay. that come first, from? It was so I guess loud. It was so loud for a split second. I thought it was the movie, part of the movie, right? Yes. I was like what's happening? I was like, why did somebody say that? In, like outside the cabin? What? That was the twist. What? Where'd it come from? Is that the twist? The twist is something. The twist is everyone's racist. What yeah. the hell? I don't know. Ring. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh boy. Uh, this movie must have only taken a few days to film. Yeah. Yeah. It's one scene, yeah. really. Pretty like much. my guess would be two weeks. That would be my guess at the like at that's at the most. Yeah, I don't know if we could Google that real quick. Like the quickest movies you've heard of being made are like two and a half weeks ish, and this seems like they probably made it in about two and a half weeks. How long did it take to film Knock at the Cabin? Um, for, uh, principal photography took place from April to June, so two months. <laughs> that's surprising. Yeah. That's surprising. I mean, what? Still, that's not very long at all. It it's, seems it's like not. they made this in fucking two or three weeks. It really does. <laughs> and it took two months because there was bad weather most of the time. They weren't. Maybe any, that was it. They literally were not anywhere else in this movie. That just goes to show you Hollywood. Like if it was an independent film, that's like a. Oh, yeah. Like a three day shoot. Dude, if Kevin Smith <laughs> was making this movie. Oh, yeah. It would have been done in two weeks for a hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, man, Batista sure came off as a pedophile in that. I mean, that's when we first saw the trailer. Yes, we were like, "Oh God, is he a pedophile? This is so fucking creepy." Right. But really, he's his character is just that he's he's just a regular dude, and he's super awkward because he knows what his fucking mission is. So we learn about what his job is later in the show, but. What kind of school hires that person to be around little kids? It's a movie, but yeah. Uh, Still, that's crazy. Like, I've known Andrew a long time, and we're watching this, and I kind of nudge him during this very first part of the movie, and I'm like, so this is what sex offender Batista looks like. Absolutely. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It was uh, it was unsettling. But he had the stereotypical, like, if he had, like, gla- uh, like tape between his glasses, yeah. he would look like a super nerd. Yeah, it's like what a pedophile looks like if he were... Batista. (laughs) If he were a steroided former wrestler. Which is 10 times worse. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no getting away from him. So Batista plays Leonard. And uh, 
him and his friends like being awkwardly kind while asked to be let in, like demanding to be let in, but also like, oh, you know, just let us in, please. And if you, if you don't, we'll have to force our way in. I don't know. By the way, yeah. we're just kind of glossing over the fact that one of these four maniacs is the fucking kid from Harry Potter. The little redhead fuck from Harry Potter. I knew he looked familiar. Yes. Is that where it was from? Yeah, okay, the little fucking shit. Ron kid Ron from Harry Weasley. Potter. Yes. Wow. That's right. Okay, shit. Looking like a grown-ass, another sex offender. <laughs> yeah, like a yes. serial well, killer. <laughs> he wasn't a sex offender, but he was a homophobe. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So they break into the house. They have a little fight. Uh, we get a lot of flashbacks of Eric and Andrew. Uh, I'm sure a lot of fans will make jokes about that. Eric and Andrew lovers. Flashback to Eric introducing his parents to Andrew. Uh, Leonard and his people tie up the family and introduce themselves. Uh, and Leonard tells the family, this is you know all from the trailer. They must sacrifice one person in the family or the world will end. Right. And the three of them will walk the earth alone. <clears throat> It, man, it was tense from the get-go, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Leonard was tense when he met the little girl, and then when they're in talking to the family, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and Eric and Andrew think, like, this is, you know, an anti-gay thing, and Batista's like, we had no idea that it was, you know, two men when before we got here. We had no idea. Right. I really liked that this movie did not fuck around. There was not... 15 minutes, 20 minutes of them making their way to the cabin. It's yeah, right away. The movie opens with the little girl and in like 15 seconds, there's Batista walking at her and it's like, okay, shit is going down right now. Immediately. The movie just started. You catching grasshoppers? It grabs you by the dick oh, right bad, away. Jesus. Can I help you catch some grasshoppers? I respect that. That was, that was a nice opening. I caught one. Do you like grasshoppers? <laughs> Anyways. Um, I was about that level. So they tell them, like, you know, you have to choose or we have to sacrifice one of ourselves uh, to cause a plague on the earth. And I guess they, like, I guess they did that to convince them, but also that was part of what they were told to do. Yeah. I came to think that they were actual literal horsemen. Love the apocalypse because every time they sacrifice someone, something happened. Well, now you're getting I, to the reveal of the end of the movie, sure, but, but yeah, I that's mean, what they were. But they weren't; they were chosen to be that. Right. They are just four random people that were chosen for this mission. Um, I liked how they're going through their thing, and Batista's trying to make his case, and then Ron's like, "They're not going to kill each other. They're not going to choose. This is stupid. What do you?" This is not going to work right away. Yeah. Like he's so like he knows he has to do this. Right. But he's so frustrated. Like this is not going to work. Yeah. So they don't choose. So they sacrifice the kid from Harry Potter. Yep. Just fucking two. What? What are the what were those just like two axes at the back of the head? Yep. Or whatever those weapons. I guess they made them themselves. Yeah. They said they all made them themselves. Uh, so another flashback to Eric and Andrew adopting their daughter. Uh, then they, they turn on the TV and you see M. Night Shyamalan. He put himself, you know, he puts himself in every movie. And in this case, he's just in a cooking show for like five seconds. And it's so off-putting every time you see him. It really distracts you from the movie because he's not a good actor. No. Not he, at all. He needs to stop. And every that. time it's like he's like looking the camera and winking at you like, here I am. It's like, but you're not, this isn't your first movie anymore. Like, why do you have to keep putting yourself in the movie? Like, you should be over that at this point. Like, when Tarantino does it, it makes sense. Like, he does a good job when he does yeah. it. He also it's doesn't not... do it every movie. Right, yeah. He's only done it a few times. Right. Uh, but, no, Tarantino's a good actor. That's the that's the difference. Yes. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, apparently, by killing that guy, it caused two huge earthquakes in the ocean that triggered tsunamis that killed a lot of people. Well, and we got to see the footage of like the big ocean waves coming and fucking taking everyone away. Well, I appreciated that the first time they turned on TV and it, they did the tidal wave, like, and they're looking like really concerned because there's just like a small tidal wave. Yeah, and then the big tidal wave came because you could see that you could kind of see in their eyes, like, oh shit, did we get this wrong? Kind of. 
Because yeah. it was just like a little tidal wave. Yep. Yeah. But then the big one came like, oh, fuck, that's exactly what I saw. That's what I saw in my dreams. That's the same rocks. Everything. Right. Yeah. So at this point, like, Eric uh, seems upset. And look, I'm not an ex. Like, I, I kind of figured this out pretty quickly that uh, Eric was also, like, having the same visions as everyone else in the group. So that was an interesting thing. Uh, the daughter tries to escape, but Leonard finds her. Uh, Andrew says he remembers Redmond as the same guy who attacked him at a bar. Right. Uh, then the daughter slipped Eric a knife, and uh, the family refused to choose someone to sacrifice again. So uh, another member of the group sacrifices herself. That's the young woman who's like a cook, and she has a son and everything. And she's like, please, please. I have a son. I'm begging you. This right. one was really rough because she, like, before it happened, she really played up the look. I have a son. Yeah. I didn't want to say his name, but I've seen him burning alive in my dreams. Please, for the love of God, save my son. Right. And then they do nothing, and she just, it's hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. Very hard. I think before that is, I forgot when, because I didn't take the note down, but when they, uh, when they're all talking, was like, well, that's what they said in the message board, and it was like, oh god, <laughs> that's when they when they're like written, and like the Andrew character's like, really, like in a message board, like you guys are crazy, <laughs> right? That's when they, that's when he was like, you guys all have a shared delusion, you know, right? Because that's what this movie wants you to think is that they're just wants all you to think that they're all just crazy, crazy or that there's some crazy twist, but I guess because it's expected in an M Night Shyamalan movie to have a twist. Like the twist was, there was no twist, but right. I guess we'll that's there. what he was going for. Uh, so yeah, Eric, uh, they turn on the TV, they see a, a virus is killing hundreds of thousands of children, like just children. Eric admits that he saw a vision, but Andrew tries to, tries to talk him out of it. And Eric said, you know, he's like, oh, my head's clear. Uh, then the daughter causes a distraction, just starts crying randomly that she wants to watch cartoons so that Eric and Andrew can get free. And Andrew gets his gun from the car and shoots a warning shot at the woman attacking him. And she runs away at first, but then when he goes back in the house and points a gun at Batista or Leonard, uh, she charges at him and he shoots her in the stomach. <clears throat> right. Cause during this thing, I, 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 I myself was starting to like, you know, real, not real, whatever. Because when she runs away, I was like, well, I guess maybe she wasn't in all for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> and then she comes circling back in. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, she's definitely in it. Yeah. So we see another flashback where we, we see Andrew being attacked at the bar. So he took boxing lessons and then bought the gun that, you know, he obviously used on her. Well, you know the person that attacked him, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was Ron Weasley. Huh? Ron Weasley was the one that attacked him in the bar. Redmond. Redmond. Yeah. I yeah. already said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that was one of the things that... But they, you don't know that for sure yet at this point. It's not until he finds his wallet later. Well, he suspected earlier in the he show. Did, yeah, yeah, I said that earlier. Yeah. yeah, he suspected that it was a different person. And that uh, he was kind of lying to the people in the group. So they still don't choose a family member, so Leonard kills the woman. I mean, she had a gunshot wound, so she was dying anyway. But I guess he chopped her head off or, I guess, stabbed her in the head. I thought she was already dead, and he just kind of, like, ceremonially just... No, bust, but then he was like, head. make a choice. They didn't make a choice. He's like, okay. I'm with you, Aaron. I thought it. it was like the head stuff was what kind of like released the plague or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Smash I don't think the head, head thing. No, but she was still alive. That's why he had to kill her. And then that's when the plague, the third plague started. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so Andrew holds Leonard at gunpoint, tells him to stay in the bathroom, closes the door. But they almost immediately hear a noise. So he opens the door and the window's broken. But it's a very small window. No, it's the first there's thing. No way. I, it's the first thing I said. I leaned over to Andrew. I'm like, there's no fucking way Batista fit no. through that little window. No. <laughs> He'd get one arm and then be like, that's it. I'm yeah. stuck. Or like, you know, half a leg. So Andrew like suspects that he's hiding in the, you know, shower and he shoots one, he shoots, you know, one shot. Um, but then Leonard tackles him, gets the gun back. And now on the TV, they say, they just see random airplanes falling from the sky all over the world. Jesus. That was pretty crazy to see. Uh, so, oh, and then, like, my favorite part was uh, was Batista reciting the exact words that the news reporter is saying. 
like while the news reporter is saying it, right? Yeah, like a half second before, like when she's even like yep. distraught by everything, and she's yes. like, he's like, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, that I've whole thing was great. My dreams. I've seen this over and over again. Uh, so Eric at this point is fully bought in uh, that it's all real, but Andrew says he doesn't believe it. Although Leonard says, I can tell when someone's lying. Uh, so before Leonard offs himself, he tells the family that they'll only have minutes to make a choice or the world ends. Uh, the parents send uh, Wynn up to her treehouse so she doesn't have to see Batista cutting his throat, <sighs> slicing his throat open. Yeah. And the storm starts immediately right after he dies. Andrew picks up the gun. Eric tells him he believes everything. You know, you got to kill me. Andrew's like, fuck it, let's just walk the earth alone. And he's like, you know. Oh, that what, sounds terrible. What kind of life is that for when? He's like, yeah, but we got this cabin for a reason, right? There's no one here. Huh? <laughs> so Eric tells him to kill him, and he says he sees a vision of their daughter as an adult. We see we see adult Win with, like, old Andrew, and um, that was interesting. So I guess that's his vision, right? So I, I guess it must have come true because... right. <clears throat> yeah that's why he was able to be at peace when he sees he the future and everything yeah. so andrew shoots eric dead finds his daughter in the treehouse the cabin burns down and andrew and win find the group's truck and then they go to a local diner and see on tv that everything is recovering andrew searches the truck and he sees that the group was being truthful about who they were finds right. batista's like teaching uh degree and uh, what was it? One was a nurse. Another was a cook. You yeah. saw her and her son. son. And the real dick punch, like the girl that said, please, my son, please, my son. You, yeah. you see a picture of her with her yeah. son. Right. It's like, ugh. Yeah. God. So, yeah. Uh, then Andrew and Wynn uh, take turns turning the music in the car on and off. <laughs> which is funny because it's like, is it appropriate to listen to music yet? Because the song is, uh, what was the song? It was like a really... Uh, upbeat like you know poppy song I well because well, it was the song that they were all all three of them were listening to, to together came to the cabin earlier yeah. in the movie right so it was like, <laughs> it was like do we listen to this yet or how is it that batista and them had that same fucking song it was right. kismet yeah. it was kismet yeah so it was interesting you know eventually turns it on leaves it on and they and they drive off and the i i Forgot one part where Eric is telling... That's where he's like, you know, they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. Like, this is just what always has to happen. One family has to choose. And I guess, in a way, that is the twist. And that's... It explains why pandemics and tsunamis happen. So, in a way, that's the twist. Is like, anytime there's a horrible earthquake or a tsunami... Or a pandemic like COVID or something, it's because There's one family is not choosing who to fucking kill. They're waiting. It's like, no, so not yet. Not I guess yet. that is the twist in itself. I thought... Not a major twist, but still. I thought the twist, because they kind of laid breadcrumbs that Ron Weasley was, um, was a homophobe, right? And yeah. then they figured out that that was someone that they saw previously. So I thought the twist was that they were trying to fake you into believing that... There was a twist when there was no twist. I I really liked I that know. this was a Shyamalan movie, and we saw a trailer, and it's like, okay, we know what this movie's going to fucking be. There wasn't a twist. The movie just delivered on the premise of the trailer. Yeah, not a twist, just a reveal. There wasn't a twist. It, it was just, a reveal. The, mo the movie just delivered what it said it was going to be, and there wasn't a twist. It just delivered straightforward. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't think I like Andrew agrees. You, you should no. I I like the movie, but you got to start being you got to stop being like an asshole before these movies. Yeah, because like we're watching the. He's like we're driving there. He's like this movie's gonna suck. I was shitting on this, and then we're so in the theater, and they're just the opening credits. Where it's just credits. And Aaron's like, oh, these credits suck. This movie's going to suck. <laughs> oh, thought, look, there's Batista. He's going to suck. I thought this movie was going to be a shit-ass ripoff of Cabin in the Woods. And I really surprisingly enjoyed this thing. I really did. Right. I, I guess he had to come through because he's made movies like The Village where it was like, nope, nope, they were all Amish. And that was pretty lame. If, if we're removing Sixth Sense 
Yeah. Like, just like, let's just remove that movie. I would put this movie for me personally, I would put this movie number two behind signs of, of Shyamalan's movies. Unbreakable. Unbreakable was really good. It, it, it would it would be close between this one and Unbreakable. It's been a long but, time since I've seen Unbreakable. But I, I just really liked how this movie just it grabbed you by the dick from the very beginning. Yeah. It, it never let go, and there was no tricks, there was no cheap twists. It just right. delivered on what it said it was gonna be, and it you were just on the edge of your seat. It was right. really it was really, really simple too. I mean, Dave yes. Dave Batista's performance was great. Batista's awesome. The yeah. two dads were really good. Even Little Win was was <laughs> was really good. Yeah. yeah, everyone was good in this yeah. movie. And I'll admit it. It maybe I was a little biased because you know I've I've got a kiddo at home, and this movie really it kind of hits the the family nerve, uh-huh. like the whole you have to choose. And thinking about the future impossible and, and, and the world, impossible choices. Yes, and yeah. it it really and the the uh, uh, the woman that was just pleading for her son that you know she wanted right. her son to live and everything. This movie really hit the family nerve and self sacrifices. Yes, <clears throat> and, yeah. and it hit that nerve really well. I I really liked that. So, what would you rate it, <sighs> Josh? I'm giving it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. All right. That's pretty high. I would give this a solid uh, seven and a half or eight. Okay. That's pretty close to his rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say eight. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. I liked it. I just wanted a little more. Like, I, I didn't want a stupid twist where... Oh, the apocalypse didn't happen, but maybe more of an explanation. There's, I mean, there's certain, there's certain movies where I like that there's no explanation, but this, I felt like I could have used a little more. What do you think it was missing? Um, like just more of why they were chosen or why there has to be a sacrifice. I don't give you that. Why does there have to be a sacrifice in order for the world to not end? You don't think more explanation would have just made it dumber? Like no, what, but why, what, what why explanation would have made sense that wouldn't have been stupid? I didn't write the movie. I'm saying, why do you have to sacrifice someone so that the world doesn't end? I would have, uh, like you said, I would have enjoyed seeing a little bit more about the visions and how they all came to be a group. But yeah, I thought it was still fine without it. it was I mean, why is your pee-pee hard when you wake up in the morning? That's... Some things just happen. I mean, there's... Why some, does there have to be... You can, there's reasons for... There's, you can Google this stuff. You can't Google, why did, I have to, why did I have to kill my husband so that the world doesn't end? Why did Batista have to cut his throat open? I think it was the right move leaving that stuff open because any explanation he would have given us would have been stupid because every movie he's done where he's given us too much explanation, it's ended up being stupid. Right. I think it was a good move, just not giving us that and leaving us just, okay, yeah, I guess that was, I guess they did have to kill one of them. This well, movie, you should go see Split then. Well, you don't have to go see it, but you should watch Split now. I guess. Split was really good. I guess. I haven't seen Split. Uh, this movie came in at an hour and 40 minutes, under two yeah, hours. It was short and sweet. Nice. Well, was, uh, when you have a movie in one location, it can't be long. Right. Because you can only do so much in one location. So far on IMDb, it has a 6.4 rating. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes was, what was that? Rotten Tomatoes was something like that. Uh, what, what was the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes? I'm pulling it up right now. It was like 60-something. Uh, 64 audience score. The critics have it rated higher by at 68. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how many of those are just Shyamalan fans expecting some kind of twist. Mm, I don't know. And when there's not a twist, it's like, ah, fuck this guy. <laughs> right. It's going to make you ready for the next one, though. Maybe, I don't know. He's, maybe just, he's faking me out. Then twist. I don't know. It's like wrestling because if you just if if you have the babyface win every match, you never care. You have to have the heel win sometimes. So you know sometimes you have to just give us no explanation. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was very predictable. That's my. That was my. It was just. It was pretty predictable. 
See, that's the thing. I didn't think I like it was it. predictable. I, 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 I thought they were going to go off on some weird, stupid-ass tangent and that they just kind of stuck with the premise of the trailer and right. didn't really deviate and kind of delivered on what they promised. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a smart move, actually. All right. I, I liked it. Yeah, we all liked the movie, so. Yeah. You never know. We might do another one, another a sequel of this or something. Knock at the cabin, different location. Yeah, let's not encourage this guy because he, <laughs> he's got more misses than hits. Yeah. All right, let's do fan questions. Uh, push fire, Barry, gay movies. Oh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know that this movie was a gay movie. It wasn't about being gay. Yeah, I don't think so. But nope. he said, Brokeback Mountain. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and Milk. I've actually never seen any of those movies. I haven't seen any of those. You haven't seen That's... Chuck and Larry with Sandler and no. and what's his name? And uh, I know what you're talking about Kevin oh. Kevin Smith. Not no, it's <laughs> Kevin Kevin something. Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin James. Jesus, Kevin Smith. I you ever saw Chuck and Larry? No, back I back at like the height of Sandler. They're about the same no. size. No, that was. That was pretty good i still have a good handful of sandler movies i haven't seen yet i, I didn't see, see the other one. two yeah so i can't come there are two firemen right yeah yeah I omar i literally haven't heard of uh 98 of who gun announced i don't know how i'll feel about it i want to be happy but i'm still pissed about baby daddy henry cavill and black adam Same. else world sounds stupid so. hater hater omar hater no i'm i'm with you omar i'm really pissed off like, how the fuck are you going to say, okay, Cavill's done, we're wiping the slate, but Ezra Miller's still going to be there, and uh-huh. Aquaman's still going to be there, so really, everybody's coming back except Henry Cavill. Mm, I, I'm, I'm with you there, man. They were going younger, sleeker, faster. Henry Cavill's too old. Uh, Brian, what movie do you wish got spoiled for you so you didn't have to see it? Oh, that's a good question. The village. <laughs> My it did get spoiled right before there this girl fucking was like, I bet they're the Amish. And then I was <laughs> like, this was this was one of our coworkers at AMC. We were doing the screening. I bet they're the And she Amish. was like, I bet they're just Amish. And this was like as like the intro is happening. And that's what it was. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I can't think of one. PCJ says "Law Abiding Citizen." That ending pissed me off. I like that movie. I like that movie too. That That ending did kind of piss me off, though. Yeah, same. I liked the movie. Like you were rooting for Gerard Butler the whole time. Yes, even though he basically was the Joker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of movies that I fucking hate that I wish I could have just skipped that, but it didn't really have to do with what the reveal was at the end. I mean, I didn't see Fight Club for so long because the twist got spoiled for me. And I saw it like 10 years after it came out. And I was like, oh, my God. That's one of my favorite movies. I wish someone had spoiled uh, Morbius and told me it was a really shitty movie. Oh, we knew. We knew it was shitty. Come on. I could have told you that. Uh, PCJ, book four individual fights of any type. Boxing, wrestling, street fighter, street fight. Between South Park and Simpson characters you would like to see. What the fuck? Well, Eric versus Nelson, right? Mm, I guess. Sure. Um, then you could have in s- boxing, wrestling, street fights? I'd like to see them in a street fight. I street bet you Cartman would be pretty vicious. Could we see like... Uh, <gasps> oh, what was it? Homer uh, and Randy in a boxing match. <laughs> that would go on forever. Yes. How about, uh, how about like... Rainier Wolfcastle versus Mr. Garrison. (laughs) (laughs) In a wrestling match. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. I think that's good enough. Uh, Tim, man, this movie fucked me up. At certain points, it felt like I couldn't breathe with how tense scenes were. Yep. It was tense. Like, Batista was was so menacing. But also caring at the same time? It was really weird. Well, you were supposed to be uneasy... Obviously, he he wasn't trying to be menacing. He was just like, "Look, this is what has to be done," and I got chosen to do it. So yeah, this movie just grabbed you, never let go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all for fan questions. Which means make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We have uh, exclusive videos on the YouTube channel, Hollywood Hogwash Pod. 
Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Hollywood Hog Pod. And join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Hollywood Hogwash. It's only $3 a month. You can cancel anytime. And uh, join us for the Last of Us review. That's right. And brackets are brackets. coming oh very, very soon. Oh, my God. Brackets. If you like Pedro Pascal, this is the <laughs> this is the platform for you. Yeah. Because we've right. got that. We've got the Mandalorian coming up pretty soon. Yep. This is the year of the Pedro. It sure is. And uh, Ant-Man is two weeks away. <gasps> That's right. Which means next week. You mean- Ant-Man 2. Sorry. No. You mean- you mean Ant-Man dying is two weeks away? You don't know that. Oh, we know uh, that. I think Michael Douglas is we, dying for what, sure. They're both uh, dying. Probably plays an Ant-Man. They're, they're all dying. They're both dying. No yeah. one comes they're back They're both alive. dying. All the men have to die, and all the women are going to stand strong. Oh, no. Uh, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, that means we have a free slot for next week. Ant-Man 1. So, stop it. Well, you know what? It's interesting, because I've never seen Ant-Man 1. What? What? 